<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us, and I, I don't know why Elon Musk the world's richest man has decided in the last few months to step into the public arena. But I, for one, am absolutely delighted that he's done so. I think most of us are inherently suspicious of American oligarchs. That's what they are, all of these billionaires, billionaires who occasionally spend what to most of us would be vast fortunes to simply improve their PR image or to push a political agenda. And we'd be right most of the time. But then there is this Elon Musk, who's now a champion of free speech and fair play. He's already being lionized as a brilliant entrepreneur and businessman, as he should. He's also almost single-handedly awakened the almost moribund NASA space agency and single-handedly built rockets to take our astronauts up to the space station rather than for the United States to depend on hiring rides on Russian rockets. And in the wake of the horrible tragedy in that Texas school this week, Musk asked one question. Why do we give these killers the publicity they crave? The answer is we shouldn't. And we must stop the madness of at least our media. It really needs to stop now. I think that would be a very good beginning in the new fight to make America great again. Well, crime rates are rising in nearly all of our big cities. It's all part of the Biden New Deal. Defund the police. Don't prosecute the criminals. Screw everything up as much as possible. And those crime rates will only get worse, believe me, because the Marxists want still to defund police. They want to end prosecution of some of the most violent criminals. Biden insists that the drug cartels be allowed to control our southern border because he will not. He refuses to stop deadly drug smuggling, sex trafficking, and human smuggling. He wants millions more illegals in our country. And this year, he gets his wish. Five to seven million more because our border is wide open. No one is more concerned than the man who, under President Trump, was responsible for border security, former Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Mark Morgan. Mark, great to have you back with us on the Great America Show. Lou, thanks for having me as always. I hope you've been well. There's a lot going on, and uh, and this country right now is in deep trouble. It seems like in almost every quarter, but certainly at our southern border. Yeah, Lou, I I couldn't agree more. And look, we we just the the recent numbers this past uh, month just came out two hundred and thirty four thousand encounters. You know, the 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 month before was a record breaking uh, month. The month before that was a record breaking. The month before that, and now this month, it's the highest uh, recorded uh, encounters it, that's ever been recorded in our in, in our country's history, Lou. It, it's it's stunning, and you. You warned us about it at the beginning of the year, and here we are. Uh, what do you think the judge will do on Title IV, the uh, the CDC 
you know, regulation that permits a lot of immediate uh, returns, if you will. Yeah. So, 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 and again, for, for your listeners, it, it's very important. Title 42 is a public health order that, that allowed Border Patrol to remove illegal aliens that have broken into our country to reduce the further introduction and spread of COVID-19 into our country. Look, when we instituted this early on in the Trump administration, it has no doubt saved countless American lives and untold suffering. And so right now, as you, as you know, uh, the, the judge uh, uh, initially and stated a TRO, a temporary restraining order that prohibited the Biden administration from ending this very important policy. Um, and they, they heard then the, the merits on the TRO. But what's very uh, hopeful for me is the judge uh, hasn't made his decision. He's got to come down within the next couple of days. But until he's made his final decision, the TRO remained in place. And that's why I'm hopeful, Lou, because I think if he was leaning towards uh, letting uh, the Title 42 elapse, I think he would have gotten rid of the TRO as well. But, you know, we, we have no crystal ball, but but I'm hopeful that, that that he will order that Title 42 remains. You know, I'm not entirely sure about this judge. His name is Summer Hayes. Uh, he, has, uh, he has a terrific academic background and record. Uh, he is a smart uh, and diligent uh, judge. Uh, so I'm hopeful, too, because he's he's a man of integrity, uh, intellectual integrity. Uh, and uh, so the rest of it, we'll just have to, as you put it, wait and see. Uh, the, the idea that we're talking about encounters here, uh, it's another it sounds like another one of those mushy, uh, deep state uh, permanent bureaucracy expressions to cover up any number of things uh, under the term encounters for crying out loud. I remember when we talked about apprehensions, we actually talked about arrests at the border for crying out loud. That's how long I've been covering the border and uh, illegal immigration. Yeah. I, why I think why you're right, migrant Luke. encounters? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Uh, we, it, we used to talk in terms of arrest. And so what's happened, I think is so, so there, there may be some deep stuff, state stuff going on by some, I, I can't disagree with that. But it's also to, to really get an accurate representation of what's going on, because if someone illegally enters, meaning they, they enter our country in between the lawful ports of entry and border patrol comes across them, that is called an apprehension. Unfortunately, that only tells part of the story because illegal aliens are also coming up to our lawful port of entry and they're, they're, uh, uh, they're undocumented. They have no verification of who they are, where they came from. Those are considered inadmissibles. So really, by the law, they should not be admitted in, into the United States. But because of our broken immigration laws and because of the open border policies of this administration, otherwise uh, uh, illegal aliens or otherwise inadmissible are also being allowed in. When that happens, that's considered an encounter. So we, when we see the total numbers each month, it's the border patrol apprehensions plus those encounters of otherwise inadmissibles that we allowed into the United States. And plus, so encounters include the inadmissibles, but the inadmissibles are admitted. So this is getting about as Orwellian as you need it really to get, right? That, that that's exactly right. I, I mean, it's broke. It's not just broke, you know, in between uh, the, the ports of entry, but but the policies are also uh, uh, allowing the cartels and smugglers and migrants themselves to exploit. Uh, those policies and laws at the ports of entry, as well as in between the ports of entry. So why don't we just do the honest and honorable thing here and just turn, you know, flip the keys at each port of entry 
to the cartels because they're in charge now. Uh, it's, they're the ones bringing in their drugs. They're the ones traf sex trafficking children, women, uh, sm human smuggling. Uh, this is outrageous what this country is doing. And by the way, we've got a bunch of mouth breathers who are just sitting there watching, not saying yeah. a word. They're just plodding along. And they're mostly people that are a congressman or a senator are working for the United States government, taking home a nice paycheck and doing nothing good for the American people. Look, look, look I, I think that's exactly right. If you look right now uh, where we're at, let's just say, so, so last year was the, the, the worst year on record. Uh, for for open borders and 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 total encounters, but but this year is believe it or not worse than last year. I mean, right now, uh, the first seven months of this fiscal year, we're already at 1.5 million encounters. And if you keep going at this pace, we're easily going to be at 2.5 million encounters for a single fiscal year. And then you add in the gotaways, those that break into our country and evade apprehension, make their way to every town, city, and state. That's going to be around six to 700,000, plus the 400 or so thousand turnbacks that just as the name suggests, they turn back to avoid uh, apprehension. You're looking at about 3.5 million illegal aliens have tried to illegally enter our border in just a 12-month period. It's unconscionable. And Lou, you, and you know this, but, but we talked about it before. And why is that important? Why, why should people say, oh, well, hey, they're looking for a better life? The problem is, is that as illegal immigration increases, especially to the unprecedented levels we're seeing now, it degrades our ability to protect and secure our borders. And then just as you said, Lou, those borders are wide open as our border patrol agents are pulled off the line to be travel agencies uh, for the illegal aliens. Drugs are pouring in, criminals are pouring in, gang members are pouring in, and there's an increase in our national security vulnerability. That's why it matters. That's why it's important. It's about border security. So let's take a look at these ports of entry. How many of them are there across the southern border? Some 2,000 miles worth. You know, there, there's there's a, a couple hundred. There's about 324 throughout the, the entire country. Um, and look, what like, for example, one of the things we did under President Trump is we instituted what was called metering. Uh, and, and we really locked that down. Uh, we only allowed individuals in that, that one, we had the capacity to take in. And then again, met a certain threshold. And then when we finally were able to implement, and you know very well, the Remain in Mexico program, we applied that to those that illegally entered in between the ports of entry, as well as those that were coming to our ports of entry that were otherwise uh, inadmissible. We applied it to them too and removed them back to Mexico as they were going through their asylum process. Uh, and shocker, by February of 2020, and you know this, Lou, we saw a reduction of 75% in illegal immigration, and the Remain of Mexico was a leading reason for that. Right now, we have a number of interests that are all lined up, but lined up with the Mexican drug cartels, uh, transnational cartels, if uh, one prefers. Yep. But nonetheless, the people are bringing in death and devastation to this country every single day. And the people are lined up with that open border, that wide open border, are the Marxist Biden White House, the Marxist Dem. Democratic Party, uh, the corporate, uh, the corporatists throughout the country, uh, that is the business roundtable, the Chamber of Commerce, they're aligned, they have entire operations that are lined up 
with the cartels to keep that commerce and that illegal and legal commerce flowing across that border, as well as sex trafficking, drug trafficking, human smuggling. And right now, everybody knows that, but no one's doing anything about it. The, the, Joe Biden stands up and moralizes, uh, as best you can tell from his incoherent babblings, but he is trying to uh, virtue signal and, and to just, with his gibberish, embrace uh, all the, the consequences of open borders. And no one is dealing with the issue. There's not one person uh, that I know of right now in the corporatist media who's talking honestly about the border, the consequences of wide open immigration and these distributions, uh, these overnight distributions to cities, communities all across the country. And it's a story that is sort of a phantom that no one wants to grasp and hold up to the light. Yeah, Lou, I, I tell you what, the mainstream media, uh, look, when, when we were, uh, when, when I was still there under the Trump administration, it, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, uh, it, it was, um, you know, uh, the, the, the typical, you know, cable shows were out there just eviscerating us every single day. Um, talking about what we were doing was unconscionable and unacceptable and et cetera. And, and today, what we see happen in our southwest border pales in comparison to anything we experienced. And back then, we were trying to actually stop the flow of illegal immigration and secure our borders. You know, just, just a few minutes ago, I, I was sent a picture by one of the correspondents, you know, that, that's on the border of another dead migrant. Another dead migrant, Lou, one of about 700 dead migrants that have been recovered under this administration's watch. We know that 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 the, the, the uh, trafficking, as you mentioned, has exponentially increased under this administration. We know that young women and, and children that, that make their way here in this country illegally are sexually abused and assaulted. We know those numbers are going up. I could keep going on and on. Where is the mainstream media? Not a peep, Lou. Not not a peep. They're they're not only are they not talking about the drugs pouring into this country. Look, one hundred and seven thousand last year, year before one hundred thousand. If you think about that, one hundred thousand drug overdoses in a twelve month period is more than all Americans have died from every single terrorist attack on our soil, the Iraq War, Afghanistan War, and Vietnam Wars combined. In a 12-month period, we know that the leading cause of death of adults from 18 to 45 is fentanyl. And the DEA's own reporting says that 95% of fentanyl comes from the wide-open southwest border. Why in the heck is this a right or left thing? This is an American thing. As you said, where are our elected leaders to yeah. be standing up and pushing back? Yeah, it, it isn't uh, a right-left. Uh, I, I don't for a moment think that. Uh, it is right and wrong. Uh, I do believe that strongly. Yep. And I also believe it is the Marxist left that has lined up its sights on taking over this country, destroying our system of government, destroying our heritage, destroying uh, the public uh, square so that it's unrecognizable because of all the cordite smoke uh, and uh, powder rising from uh, every day's battles in which it's a, mostly a disinformation campaign by our own government toward our own people. And nobody wants to recognize this. It's, yeah. it's sickening. And we, it, ha it, we, we have a military that is filled with such a, a, a dis, an appalling uh, general uh, officers, flag officers, who are 
I mean, they're more interested in ESG and CRT. And I wonder that we have ever been able to successfully fight. I know it's because of our brave young men and women, but I know also that it's sure as heck not because of our generals and our admirals who have led this country to this point without comment on the deep, deep uh, losses within their ranks because of drug overdoses. I don't hear, I, I, and I look, I don't hear a lot of communications from the Drug Enforcement Agency. I have barely a peep actually from the ATF. Who, what happened to all of these agencies that should be vitally engaged at our border? Yeah, I, I think that's right, Lou. And, and I, I think I would say the same thing about the FBI and, and, and ATF and, and DEA. You know, the DEA administrator lately has come out and, and, and engaged a couple of things, Director Ray, a couple of times. But look, in, in year 2022, you, you, you can't do what we used to do 25 years ago in, in a law enforcement you know, community is we have to get out there. We have to engage. We have to engage directly with the public. We have to reassure them what we're doing, why we're doing it and what the solutions are. And we have to be honest and transparent. That's not coming from this administration across the board. Um, you know, Americans are trying to understand what's going on and trying to, uh, to understand how their safety, security, national security is being impacted, but they're not getting the full truth. And Secretary Mayorkas, the Secretary of DHS, I mean, look, Luke, he's a bald-faced liar, and, and, and he, he's dangerous. Because I'll give you an example. You know, during a congressional hearing, he was specifically asked, he was read the legal definition of what operational control means, and he asked if he had operational control of the borders, and he said, yes, it's a, it's a bald-faced yeah. lie. I mean, 750,000 gotaways uh, that, that have broken into our border and evaded apprehension under his watch. That's larger than the entire population of the state of Vermont. And again, gang members and, and murderers and rapists and pedophiles and aggravated felons uh, are, are among the 750,000. Who knows how many are on the FBI's terror screening database? And so, you know, when Americans are trying to understand, they're well, well but the secretary says he's got operational control. I, I, I don't understand. So it's, it's frustrating. Not only substantively have their policies opened our border and negatively impacted every aspect of our nation's health, uh, safety and national security, but they're lying to the American people about it. Well, I don't think that a lot of people paid much attention to this fellow, Mayorkas, the I hope. secretary of DHS. But they did when suddenly there was a ministry of truth uh, that <laughs> they decided they were going to run on the American people. <laughs> And this is the arrogance and the ignorance of this, this fella. Uh, and I mean, I'm talking about gold-plated, agitated, full-on electric and driven ignorance on the part of this fella. Uh, he is a, he's a Marxist creep. And he, I mean, he's got it stamped on him. And yeah, if, you, and if you can't recognize it just in the flesh, you look at what he's done, what he says. This man makes no sense. He's not speaking to the American people. He is speaking to his converts to Marxism and those that he expects to join him in the long march toward the destruction of this country. There is no doubt of this. And when he started with the, he came out with his nonsense, this disinformation governance board, he couldn't even figure out what to say about it because all that he wanted from it was absolute control over what is true and what is false in the public arena. And he would have given government the power to determine that. Even this Biden radical, dim, radical Marxist administration 
couldn't figure out how to run this one across the goal line. And they had to back off after three weeks of being pummeled. But it took a miracle, I think, a public relations uh, communications miracle for the American people to have been alerted to this. Uh, and, and God bless everyone who did their part to do so. But I mean, we were on the verge of the final phase of driving this country toward abject uh, absence of free speech. Yeah, and I look, I, I'm a skeptic, uh, Lou, and, and I tell you, I think part of the reason why uh, they got rid of this, one, I, I think they'll regroup and they're going to try to rebrand it. But one, I, I think they realize their, you know, their, their biggest client uh, under the Ministry of Truth would have been themselves. I mean, Secretary Mayorkas, they would have been called upon the carpet every single day he opened his mouth about border security because everything he's saying was disinformation. Everything he has said is disinformation. I mean, when he continues to look at the American people and say the borders are closed, and we know the drugs are pouring in every single day, killing Americans, when we know the number of gotaways and gang members, pedophiles escaping apprehension, I mean, it's, it's just absurd that this man can look Congress in the eye and the American people in the eye and continue to lie. And I agree with you. Look, he, he is an ideologue. He is driven purely on his personal ideology, and he does not care. He's ignorant to, refuses to accept the truth and reality of what's going on because of the open border policies and the negative impact that's having on this country. He only cares about the pursuit of his personal ideology, the second, third order effects. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. I, I want to I quibble with you on something. Uh, you're a skeptic. You don't buy into any of their BS. But here, here's, here's the question. Uh, they're going to come back. I, by the way, I agree with you 100% that they're going to try it again. Uh, they never give up on this. Right. This, is, this is their program. Yep. They and people can laugh at me. They can mock me. They can yell at me. Here's the truth, folks. The truth is we have an entire organization within the Biden administration that is Marxist, is determined to carry out the, the first tenet of the Obama administration, which is the fundamental transformation of America. And they mean to do it in whatever way is necessary. You're seeing all sorts of examples. Uh, the Ministry of Truth was just the most recent. And shockingly, they were unprepared uh, for what uh, they were insufficiently prepared to carry it out. But they will be back and they will be prepared then. This is a an this government, this Department of Home, uh, Homeland Security is the last place where I believe you have leadership committed to securing the homeland, defending America. First of all, I have never liked the Department of Homeland Security title. This is not this should be the Department of Defense. This and the Department of Defense should be the Department of War. Uh, and. And it's just silly because we're trying to, we changed the name of America to Homeland. Are you kidding me? This sounds like some 1930s movie, Homeland, but that's a story for another day. Uh, I, I I, I'm with you, Lou. I, I think DHS is a failed experiment. So I, I, I'm with you 100% there. And, you know, look, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I actually call Secretary Mayorkas the, the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Insecurity. 
Um, they have shown again and again and again. So look, it's, it's, it's very much just like what we're seeing, you know, across this country now with, with law enforcement and criminals is that you have woke DAs and judges, and et cetera, that seem to be more concerned about the rights of the of the criminals than the victims. Right. Um, and, and we see that happening across, you know, just about every major metropolitan city in this country. And it's the same thing with illegal immigration. Uh, every single individual in a leadership position uh, in DHS, a, a political appointee uh, position, is more concerned with the rights and, and concerns of the illegal alien that's breaking into our country in violation of the rule of law and the sovereignty of our country, rather than what that cause and effect is. And again, pulling resources off, open our border, drugs pouring in, killing Americans, gang members, uh, uh, criminals pouring in, and again, committing crimes against American citizens here. The list goes on. It's just unconscionable, Lou. And at the end of the day, I think they're doing it because because they see a perceived political benefit. They think that every single illegal alien they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a democratic vote. And it's disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. And again, I, you know, I don't know that. I don't know what the percentage break will be between those who in one generation uh, will decide. I think for the first generation of uh, these illegals who are here, probably Democrat is correct. Uh, But I think after that, as they wise up, get acclimated, accultured, uh, they're going to see that there is a reason that the Republican Party stands up for this great republic, uh, because it is a, a bastion of freedom and liberty that, if successfully assailed uh, by these uh, radical Marxists, uh, you know, it will be the greatest loss to civilization, uh, you know, in, in, in these millennia. Uh, let, let's let's turn to one other thing, too. And there's this sort of, you know, acceptance of not only the violence, the high crime rates in this country, the death rates, the the death toll from uh, fentanyl, from other drugs, from gang violence, all of that is now spilled onto our streets, and it is obviously just racking uh, our minority communities, and without even comment, but sim- simply pats on the head, uh, figuratively from the great leader, Joe Biden, it is, it is racist on its, on its face. I don't understand why these communities put up with the Biden, the Biden esque, uh, what would I call it? Uh, condescension. Uh, it, it just accepting that this violence is going to be part of your life, except that these drugs are part of your life, except the fact that your public schools are nothing but crap. And that your teachers are horror show uh, cast members. I mean, it's just disgusting what this is happening in this country. And no one wants to talk about it. Almost no one. And certainly no one from the left. What in the world has happened to this country that the Democrat Party has devolved to such an ugly into such an ugly abyss and is so grotesque in what it is tolerating? Yeah, look, 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 what happened to, to you know, uh, uh, President Biden supposed to be in the unifier in chief? I mean, it couldn't be the farthest from the thing. He's echoing the same worn out talking points 
you know, uh, being, you know, again, one, those that 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 uh, uh, subscribe to the Make America Great Again were once again deplorables, uh, were, were basically terrorists. The list goes on and on. And look, you know, to go to your point, too, that that they're they're intentionally hiding the truth from American people. I'll give you an example. So the, the West Point candidates that I, I know most of us are familiar with, they were on, down in Florida on spring break. Now, look, they made a horrible, tragic mistake. They did. They took some drugs. But those drugs should not have killed them. But it did. It killed the two of them. Why? Because the cocaine, unbeknownst to them, was uh, laced with fentanyl and they died. Well, I read dozens and dozens of articles about that. And, and the articles that I read, only a single article mentioned the border. And of that was only one line. There's no mention of that, the, the fentanyl is pouring across the southwest border, making their way to every town, city, and state, poisoning the youth uh, uh, and young adults of this country. And that's just one example of many how how not only their policies detrimental to, to this country, but they're lying to the American people. They're not being honest, and um, I, I, that's that's why I'm always so fired up. Well, God bless you for being fired up, and God bless you for everything you do for this country. Because just, you know, another walk in the park, this ain't. Uh, and people just really need to understand that. And largely because of you, people do understand that or beginning to comprehend it. By the way, I, I want to give the Border Patrol great credit. Uh, yeah. While I, I compliment uh, uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamek out of Florida, who was challenged by the, the Biden White House, uh, saying that she was lying when she said that they were sending a formula, yep. formula down there. And so she tried to find some and the border patrol border patrol agents sent her <laughs> great pictures of, I mean, the pictures of all of the baby formula stacked up and, and we haven't heard a retraction or a correction from the Biden white house, uh, the disinformation agency that we call the Biden white house uh, at all. Uh, but God bless the Congresswoman and God bless the Border Patrol for insisting on truth. And, well, and I tell you, I, I know her and, and it's funny. So I was getting uh, uh, pictures uh, at the same time she was, Lou, and, and uh, I went out there and, and, and I put them out there. And, you know, but, but of course, this White House says, oh, well, it's the law. Right. Uh, uh, people that come in our custody, we have to feed them. That, that's not the question. I, I mean, I, I was insulted and we should all be insulted by the condescending response such as that. The issue is, is that what we should do is take immediate action to stop bringing in individuals in the country. They're going to need depleted resources that Americans need and can't get. There were border patrol agents who could not find baby formula for their children and grandchildren. Meanwhile, they were going and providing formula to illegal aliens. How about right. this for a, for a solution? Stop allowing the illegal aliens in that's going to take the precious resources that American mothers have to drive six hours to find. You didn't hear that from this administration. No, you sure didn't. And they would never say it uh, because yeah. they, the last, their, their last, it's not even a priority. The last place that is worthy of the attention of the lying Joe Biden is, is the American people. Now, a lot of people say, oh, that's just too strong. You don't mean that. Yes, I do mean that. And I'll prove it. I'll prove it every day. He can't open his mouth without lying. And that's not exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. He can't get, first of all, he can't get it straight, but even when he can get it straight, he chooses to go the crooked path. He lies and lies some more. 
And, and by the way, this is the lying president, as you know, Mark. He yep. lied in the third debate, and the reason he is president, certainly the major reason he is president, is that he lied about his son, Hunter Biden. He lied about the laptop from hell. And the and William Barr, the attorney general of the United States, knew he was lying as he did so and didn't say a damn word. And shame on him. Uh, I, it, you know, I can't even imagine a man without significant, without just the decency to do the right thing. And what, I, and, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's I, not a question of courage. It's not a question of being noble about the, you, you know, a man's trying to steal an election, trying to lie his way to it and doing so in front of millions of Americans are going to go to the polls. When in God's green earth, would he stand up for America? When would it be yeah. correct to intervene as he put it? Yeah, I, I tell you, Lou, I, I share some frustrations generally in the, in the sense that, you know, a lot of these individuals that were in the Trump administration, they've gone out afterwards and, and written tell-all books, you know, and, and some of these individuals, I, I was in the room with them. And, you know, um, I, I can tell you, I, I, I never saw them object and, and, and raise uh, issues uh, like that they afterwards, after the fact, raise in their, their book. You know, uh, Secretary Esper comes to mind too, Lou. Um, you, you know, oh here gosh. he is, right? He, he writes this book. And, and oh, by the way, he waits and never mentions a thing until he's going out peddling his book. I mean, I, I find that disingenuous at best and, 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 and extremely frustrating. And look, with, with respect to Joe Biden, I agree with you. I think there are things that he's, he's absolutely blatantly lying. He knows there is. But I also know there's there, there's certain things, especially when it comes to border, because I know this issue. And, and I know that that I, he, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's just reading a, a script and a teleprompter that somebody else wrote for him. So I don't even think in some areas he knows he's lying. I just think he has no clue what's going on. And I can tell he doesn't have a clue by what he says and how he interacts the very few times he does with the reporters. But I, I tell you one man that does, he knows what he's doing. That's Secretary Mayorkas. He's got his wits about him. He you has bet. his mind with him. And everything that come out of that man's mouth is an absolute blatant lie. Yeah. It's all a Marxist program. He is nothing more than an apparatchik uh, of, of the left. And it is appalling to watch him perform. And it what is. is more appalling is that the left-wing media knows what the what he is and what an evil son of a gun he is? Yep. Uh, I I just this man is evil. This this administration is evil, and there's no other way to describe this because at every every uh, <laughs> objective that they set for themselves for their policies is a disservice uh, to the American people. It's They're American working class. against America, not for America. They're working I, I, for everybody but Americans. Yeah, it's it's America last. It's, their their agenda is America last policy. It's very clear across the board. Um, you know, again, I mean, I, I keep going. I mean, there's lots of stats. Again, we talked about them, but but again, 
the, the, the fact that our, we know, we know the leading cause of the fentanyl epidemic. We know the leading cause of death from 18 to 45 is fentanyl. And we know that 95% of the fentanyl comes from our wide open Southwest border. That stat, that issue alone should be enough for everybody in this country to say, okay, enough is enough. They'll stop the BS. Let's stop the politics. We'll secure our border, reduce fentanyl from coming in, killing Americans. It, 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 Lou, it's not any more complicated than that. But no, it's all about politics. It is all about politics and the politics of death uh, yep. and, and the politics, by the way, of race. There should no, no person of no one who cares about this country should ever permit any American citizen to die because of what we know to be the cause yep. and can control. We are letting people die in this country, and we know how to stop it. I we agree. are letting people, they're, they're being killed by cartels. They're being killed by China. They're being killed by the cartels of Mexico. There's, nothing, there's, there's no sophisticated analysis required here. There's no geopolitical map that has to be drawn out for people. I agree. The source, we know who's doing it, and they are the ones who should be dying. Not Americans. Not, I, and I, by I, the way, not black Americans, not, Af yep. uh, not African yep. Americans, not uh, uh, Hispanics or Asians, not Caucasian or whatever other race there is. There is one simple statement that's required of, our, of the people we put into government. Protect Americans. That's Americans. It. We don't that's really it. give much of a damn about skin color. We don't yep. really give much of a damn about... Uh, the racial nonsense. It's got to be that and, way. And, and think about it. You, you know, the, the irony here is, so first of all, everything you just said, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't have said it better myself. And we know that, that, that it's actually minority groups that are actually leading the cause of drug overdoses. Right. So, so where, 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 where's the mainstream media on that? Are you right? So we know, we know, here's the facts. China is sending precursor chemicals to directly to Mexico. They're taking the precursor chemicals. They're making fentanyl themselves and other synthetic drugs, pouring them across our wide open border, and it killed 107,000 Americans of every race, creed, and color, and mainly minorities in this country. As you said, it, it's not any more complicated than that. Why in the heck are we not coming together on the right, the left, middle, whatever you subscribe to, and say, Okay, that, that's probably not a good thing. We probably should do something to eliminate the, the, the poison from coming in. And look, I always hear this excuse. Well, it's, it's because there's this demand. Yeah, well, one way to uh, fix that and, and at least help that is to reduce the availability of the demand. Fentanyl right now is cheap. It's the most inexpensive drug and the most potent. So how about we take that off the market and we reduce the availability on the market and access yeah. to it? You know, there's no constitutional right to satisfy your addiction uh, to whatever drug. Uh, right. There's no constitutional right uh, to have the, the society, American society, just accept drugs, deadly drugs in our society and to destroy young lives, to eliminate 100,000 people every year. That's collateral damage, says the Marxist left. That's all part of the program they've got. And Americans, patriots, have to stand up and say, this will not continue. 
And we've got to find somebody with the guts. Either they're in Congress or the Senate or they're not. But we need to get them into the Congress and the Senate uh, if they're not so that they will start working for the American people and for this constitution. And, and we, we've got to hold them accountable. Look, I, I was part of a coalition of about 16 conservative think tank organizations and 12 former government officials that served under President Trump from the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, and, uh, and the Department of State. And we signed on to the, this coalition uh, letter, Lou, that really set out a roadmap uh, for the Republican uh, 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 House Committee that really shows here's some legislative actions and action items that if they pass, we would absolutely be able to secure our border. Um, and so, look, we, we not only provide them the roadmap, but hopefully in January 23, um, we should then be able to use that in part to hold them accountable. So the, the rhinos that are out there that remain in the shadow are still are beholden to the Chamber of Commerce individuals. We're going to be able to hold them accountable uh, for their part in this as well. Right now, I agree with you. This is about the Democratic Party, but the Republicans are going to have a chance here. They blew it in the first two years on the Trump administration. They had the White House, the House, and the Senate. They failed to pass a piece, single piece of meaningful legislation. Uh, and, and now we're at the worst cat catastrophic crisis on our border. This is going to test the Republicans here coming in 2023. It is. And it's, uh, and, and let's say this is uh, straightforward from my, uh, my heart. Uh, this collateral damage that we are paying for here uh, in, the, in the war on drugs, which is no longer a war, it's not even, frankly, a battle. Uh, if, if we don't fix it, you know, we're going to be paying to, to a higher power for our indolence and our aversion to our responsibilities just to, to one another, uh, just common decency to stop it. I, I want to say one other thing as we wrap up here, and then I'm going to give you, as always, the last word. Our guests always get the last word, as you know, Mark. Uh, but I just want to point out one other thing that is coming from south of the border, and that is a way to fix our elections. Mexico doesn't have, uh, it has horrible problems, but it doesn't have our problem with elections. And one of the reasons is that Mexico has what used to be called a matricula card. Do you remember those? Uh, yes. Uh, but they have a photo ID card. It's required for everyone who votes in Mexico. Everyone. The cards are free. They're printed. They're granted by a federal autonomous uh, agency. And everyone has to have the tamper-proof photo ID card with their thumbprint and an embossed hologram. Now, we're talking about who's the third world country here, Mark? Real quick. <laughs> is it the United States or is it Mexico? It's exactly. the United States. And you know why? Because the Marxist Dems won't have it any other way. They're tearing this country apart, and they know very well that a workable solution is right across that border. And we should be following the leadership of the Mexican government. And applications, you know, applicants have to re personally return and collect their voting credential. It, it, they have to have proof of birth and citizenship. Are you telling me that the Republican Party and the Democratic Party couldn't do this? We're getting played, ladies and gentlemen, by both parties, and don't doubt it for a minute. Uh, we'll be talking about this a great deal. As a matter of fact, we'll be talking about the Mexican solution uh, through the election. Uh, Mark Morgan, 
you are a great American, a great friend, and God bless you. Uh, your concluding thoughts. Yeah, just real quick, I'm going to go with something you said about solutions. Look, when, when it comes to border security and protecting our nation's you know, national security, public safety, and health, but we, we have to stop right now. It, it's it, We have to get beyond just saying right now the Biden administration sucks. We have to get past uh, calling out them for all their failures. It's time that the Republicans actually step up and do exactly what you said and come up with solutions. And that's why this coalition letter we put together, it's a roadmap of solutions. So let's stop pointing fingers. Let's stop talking about all the things they screwed up. Instead, I want to hear from Republicans that they should be communicating to the American people. Here is how we're going to fix it. And we know how we did it under Trump. Take that playbook out, dust it off, reinstitute it, and there's your solutions. Well said. Mark, thanks so much for being with us here today on The Great America Show. Uh, and Mark Morgan is one of the reasons that this country is great. Uh, he's served this country uh, many a year uh, in various capacities, uh, including acting commissioner of uh, Customs and Border Patrol. Mark Morgan, thanks for being with us on The Great America Show. This week, among our guests will be Congressman Byron Donalds, and radio talk show host Mark Simone, Mr. New York himself, and Chad Robichaux, who is doing great things, amazing things, trying to help the people of Ukraine. And also joining us, Michael Gableman, Wisconsin's special counsel in charge of investigating what he calls widespread election bribery in the 2020 Wisconsin election. All of that here on The Great America Show. Till then, thanks for being with us. God bless you, and God bless America.